Hello, and welcome to a Buddhist and a Christian walk into a bar. Hi. I'm Evan, and the nerd in training across from me is Jordan. Ooh. And today, we are talking about Star Wars. May the fourth be with you. So, today is May 4th, and we need to celebrate in style. Happy Star Wars Day. We, we are, are in style. We are here. We have our Star Wars t-shirts on. We are ready to go. Mine this has Stormtroopers and Darth Vader's... This is, this is about Jordan's top level of nerdiness. Uh, <laughs> the fact that she put on a t-shirt. And I couldn't be prouder. Um, Star Wars is a big deal to me. Not so much to Jordan, but she enjoys it. I broke passively. work rules to wear a t-shirt You did. Today. You nailed it. And I, <laughs> and I hope everyone appreciated it. They did, definitely. But I love Star Wars very much, and I have since I was, since I was a kid. I probably take it too seriously. That could be argued. Nah. <laughs> um... I have a funny thing where I don't remember stuff. Um, I, I have a bad memory about cute. everything, ex pretty much except for Star Wars. I remember everything. anything and everything that I've ever learned about Star Wars, whether it's the story and the lore of Star Wars or the filmmaking process. Uh, I am intimately familiar with all of it. And once it's in my brain, it stays there because I don't know. I love it that much. So... Um, and we're going to have to watch a Star Wars movie tonight of some sort, or some sort of Star Wars product. There's so many options yes. is the problem. Yes. There's so many. You know what I haven't seen for a while? Mm. And I'm willing to bet money you've never seen the is Rogue One. I've seen Rogue One. You have? Okay. I think. I probably fell asleep. <laughs> I love that one. It's easily in my top three Star is Wars films. Is that one with like Ray and stuff? No, ma'am. Oh, gosh. No, it is not. I'm bad at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. Rogue One is... Officially speaking, not part of the Skywalker saga. Okay. It is yeah, the prequel to episode four, A New Hope. So so was it the one that everyone came back for? No. Oh, gosh. So n none of the original actors are in this movie. So is Kylo Ren in it? No. Who's in it? <laughs> none of the original actors or characters are in this movie. Well, a couple of them. A couple of them. Like, Kylo Ren is in No, the, the, like the leaders of the Rebel Alliance, they're in it. Things like that. So in uh, episode four, A New Hope, um, they, are, they take down the Death Star, right? Because they have stolen Death Star plans. Where the Death Star plans come from. The story of Rogue One is about how they got those plans. These are all characters that never show up again in the star wars story so a few popular characters are in it like including darth vader he shows up for a scene which is amazing because it's modern filmmaking techniques modern like fight styles and everything modern technology but it's the first time we've seen full-fledged darth vader in a movie like that and so he, he does some really badass stuff that we've never seen in movies before it's very um, exciting. There's a lot of really exciting stuff. I don't remember this one at all. Okay. Well, you're going to get a fresh reminder tonight. We're going to watch it. Um, I'm excited. Um, so th that is what we're talking about today, by the way. We're talking Star Wars. Um, but specifically, Buddhist and a Christian seeing as how it's a Buddhist and a Christian watching Star Wars, we talk a, we've talked a lot about Christianity so far in this podcast and not a ton about Buddhism. And... Yeah, step up your game. It felt like a good opportunity <laughs> to, uh, as long as we're talking Star Wars, let's talk about Buddhism because Star Wars actually has a lot of Buddhist ties. So fill us in. I would love to. You you may be surprised to learn that I've researched this and I know things and I remember it and I'm super excited about them. <laughs> I am not surprised. Um, there are a few things that I think are really cool. I'm going to get by some of the less interesting things. 
where there are connections. Mm -hmm. um, but they're still really also cool. what's that thing called selective memory, where like you you like actually choose what mm -hmm. you're remembering and what you're not remembering. That's possible. I don't want to believe that's what it is because I'd, <laughs> I'd like to remember stuff that's more important to like subconsciously. Life. Yeah. Like eh, Star Wars though, yeah. But that's it's important. it's important to me. <laughs> it is very important. Okay, so we're gonna start with with low low hanging stuff. Not a big deal. Padme Amidala is uh, the mm. queen of Naboo in episode one, eventually becomes the mother. Padme is, um, what's she's, her face? She's Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. <laughs> and she's Luke and Leia's mother. Yes. Okay. Um, the word Padme. Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Yes. It's not the best line in the movie. Um, so anyway, Padme, the word Padme actually means lotus. Mm -hmm. So in... Um, the Buddhist faith, the um, lotus flower actually represents the path to enlightenment. Mm -hmm. uh, something about the process of it blooming and opening up mm -hmm. um, is representative of the path of, of reaching enlightenment. And so I thought Sounds very beautiful. that was kind of beautiful. I liked that one. Mm -hmm. um, this one was a little weird. Um, so Buddhism in more modern history has had a lot of trouble um, to where they, they were forced out of China. They were been having a little bit of trouble. Like the Dalai Lama was officially in, in exile and not, he's um, not even allowed in Tibet anymore. He's in India now. Um, Interesting. And a lot of this is because of communist China. Mm -hmm. It's been like a whole problem. And so one theory that I don't think has necessarily been confirmed by George Lucas is that the Trade Federation from episode one actually represents uh, the People's Republic of China. Um, and the uh, Federation Army is the Chinese army uh, trying to force the people of Naboo, force the Buddhists, out of well, their, of their homeland was that in happening? the 50s, back in the 50s. So um, it works. That all matches up, particularly since um, on Naboo, um, there's a the um, Gungans uh, retreat to this like swamp um, ancient city area mm -hmm. and it is very very similar in look and appeal to Angkor Wat which is a, um, a historical Buddhist temple that's like super super old and very beautiful um, but the two look very similar and it clearly is an, at least an inspiration and where's that located? that I think that one's in India it could be in Tibet okay no I think it's in Tibet <laughs> um, those are the, those are the less interesting ones but then it does get a little bit better so the what I've always found interesting is the Jedi selection process. Um, you have to be very young in order for them to consider you for um, to be trained as a Jedi. Mm -hmm. Luke, Yoda wasn't interested in training Luke because he was too old. Even young Anakin was considered too old. They're like, oh, he's too old. It's like, guys, he's eight years old. Can we please? <laughs> How young do you have to be? Well, apparently pretty young. And it's actually very similar to the Dalai Lama selection process. The Dalai Lama of each generation is considered to be the reincarnation of Buddha himself. So if you believe in reincarnation, which I do not, but many Buddhists do, um, the belief is that you have found the child that is the reincarnation Chosen of the Buddha. Life. Exactly. So um, the process that Anakin goes through where he has to um, show predictive abilities, he's like predicting the holograms that are on the other side of the thing is actually kind of similar to the Dalai Lama selection process because the <laughs> child who is selected as the Dalai Lama apparently is born with memories of the previous Dalai Lama. And so they test the child with, um, do you have knowledge of X number of possessions or whatever that this Dalai Lama had? 
Um, and that is part of how they make that selection. I'm not super familiar with it, but apparently that's part of it. Okay. Um, okay, so the force is similar to uh, the Buddhist concept of chi. Uh, it's just kind of like the um, presence that is out there in the world and motivates us and empowers us and influences us. I liked that one. Um, mm-hmm. The balance. Wait, can you can you use chi to like like move objects control, across the well, room and like control people and like choke people? I don't, I mean, I have I haven't <laughs> ever done that. I'd like um, to try that, but I don't know how good my chi is. It's like really, it's like Matilda skills. <laughs> Um, the balance of light and the dark side, which became more interesting in the most recent movies, actually, where they put a lot of weight onto that on why does there have to be a whole light and dark side? Aren't we all just kind of one? Um, I really like the the dark versus light, the evil mm-hmm. versus good. Well, very similar to the Buddhist concept of yin and yang. Yeah. So you have the light and the dark and the light has some dark in it and the dark has some light in it. That concept is constantly throughout Star Wars. Um, mm. mo- most notably in like Vader himself, who is like the epitome of evil, right? And then, evil. but he has the good inside of him that uh, Luke pulls out. And so the concept of yin and yang, where there is no such thing as pure good, and there is no such thing as pure evil, especially the Jedi themselves, just as a whole, as a concept, you know, they're supposed to be all the good and the light and the truest concept of justice, maybe, but they're not really. It's kind of a flawed organization which is why it kind of fell apart and why um, Palpatine was even allowed to take over in the first place because they were supposed to be impartial and they kind of weren't anymore. They were the warriors for the Republic. That wasn't really the original idea behind the Jedi concept. So the good has a little bit of evil and the evil's got a little bit of good, yin and yang. Interesting. Um, The last one that I have that I think is... Am I supposed to come up with some of this? (laughs) (laughs) I think this one's the most significant and one that has always struck me is the giving up of attachments. So Mm, by far, I think the most difficult concept in Buddhism as far as pursuit of enlightenment or even just pursuing a, a healthy Buddhist lifestyle is the release of attachment. And there's a lot Does of. Does this really... have anything to do with like attachment styles? N- no. No. Okay. I've been. <laughs> so the, the 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 whole groundwork for what the Buddha realized when he achieved enlightenment was that um, uh, all human pain, all human suffering, comes from attachment, essentially. Um, so if you have an attachment to this, that, and the other, if you have certain expectations of this, that, and the other. That is where your pain comes from. And it all can be boiled down to that, whether your pain is from love or from loss or finances or what have you. It all boils down to attachment. And so the Jedi are expected to avoid attachment and so that they can focus on their studies and so that they can focus on... Kind of like the, monks. Mm-hmm, very similar to monks um, or, or priesthood even. You know, priests are expected not to be... I, I think the general idea is don't be distracted from your path to serve God. Mm -hmm. Um, and very similar to how Jedi are. And in the Buddhist philosophy, if you can manage to get rid of all attachments, and I mean all attachments, uh, Prince Siddhartha himself, who became Buddha um, after he achieved enlightenment, that dude left his wife. He was married. And he went off on this journey and was like, bye, Felicia. We're, we're, you know, and never came back. And 
in my heart, I don't know how I feel about that. So <laughs> you got to, you got to look for you didn't take that journey, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to love the Buddha for, uh, for a, a, you know, learning what he learned and then giving us this for history, for all, for and teaching all these lessons for us all to look back on and, and to live George by, uh-huh. um, for helping to inspire George. But, um, <laughs> at what, at what cost? Yeah. You know, he broke someone's heart. Certainly. Um, well, it's like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Um, so the process of releasing from attachment is certainly a complicated one. Um, in the I don't bo- think Darth Vader had reached enlightenment, though. Well, that well, that's actually the point. He was. That is why he turned to the dark side because he couldn't release from his attachments mm-hmm. because he was so attached to Padme and he was obsessed. With this, with having lost his mother, his mother died, and that hurt him so much. He became paranoid that he would ever lose Padme. He was too attached to this person, mm. and as a result, he wound up turning on his the, his fellow Jedi. He turned on the entire Republic. Padme. He accepted the partnership of literally the highest form the of side. evil in the galaxy. I like when you talk about Star Wars, you say evil, evil. instead of just evil. <laughs> um, and all because he couldn't release his attachments. Um, and it could be argued that he didn't uh, trust, didn't have faith. Didn't, he absolutely had no faith in the Jedi Council and the Jedi as a whole. And even in himself, mm-hmm. you know, just I think, yeah, anyways, it could be boiled down to trust issues. Dude definitely has trust issues. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Obi-Wan has some trust issues now, <laughs> which I guess we're going to see. Oh, I'm so excited about that. Apparently a new trust. Wait, is Obi-Wan in Rogue One? Oh, no, wait. Uh, no, you're no. talking about the new... Obi-Wan, the new Obi-Wan series that's coming out like any, like in a couple of weeks. Okay. It's very exciting. Apparently a new trailer Comes came out. Comes out in May. A new trailer came out today. Everything good happens in May. All the good stuff is in May. Um, a new trailer came out today for Obi-Wan and I refused to watch it. You haven't seen it yet. No, I won't. I won't Why? do it. Because, because apparently there, a Darth Vader shows up in the trailer and I don't, I don't want that. I want that when I watch it. Okay. I refuse. Also, we're not going to watch it here. We're watching it at my house Very on a proper TV. Because I just have a projection screen. Yeah, that's not happening. We're going to do it. We're going to do something. We're going to write. Anyway, that, that's all my notes. That's everything I had as far as Star Wars connections to Buddhism. But I think I, they're all I do have um, a thought yes. or question or whatever. So when it comes to, in your opinion, when it comes to this idea of uh, re- releasing yourself from these attachments, um, and I know we're just talking about mm-hmm. Star Wars and whatever, but like... I have no concept for mm-hmm. that because, like, how do you do that? Yeah. Because, you know, for me, like, I, you know, I have my kids. I have you. Uh-huh. I have, you know, a, a lot of family and a lot of friends and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like this idea that I'm – and I get the the idea that you – that those things don't control you. Like, there's a lot that we've talked about recently where I've had to let go of some things as far as just, like, you know – I could let it like eat me alive worrying about the yes. outcome of this and that rather than just kind of accepting that what you're talking about is in my opinion the healthy form of releasing all attachments okay. because it's not like abandoning, hey yeah. I'm, you know everyone I love is nothing to me yeah abandoning our family not really a thing not really what I advise I heard a story once about a, a local guy an American who decided he wanted to be a monk and the dude moved into the guest house in his backyard uh to separate, he had, he had a wife and kids. So he separated himself from them in order to uh, 
tempt pursuing enlightenment. And I'm, I don't get behind that in today's modern world. If you're, if you're choosing to be a monk, that's different. That's, that's a whole life change and everything. But in the spirit of just trying to pursue being a good and healthy Buddhist or allowing, if nothing else, allowing the concepts of Buddhism to help drive you as a good person, I think that there is a healthy way to do it. And there's more common sense ways as far as not allowing um, attachment to uh, possessions or mm -hmm. money mm -hmm. um, drive you or hurt you if it doesn't go your way. Mm -hmm. um, releasing expectations of how other people behave. Um, expectations in general, but the hardest part is expectations of how people behave. So if someone is hurting you and hurting your feelings, but you didn't expect anything different, it's a very different reaction that you have. Um, and so my personal pursuit of releasing attachment, which, you know, has a moderate level of success, <laughs> is a lot of those kind of things. Um, not to not be attached to possessions, to not be attached to things of material value and to not attach myself to what I expect yeah. from other people. Like and outcomes. I, and... I can only control me sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations in general. Yes. It's tough stuff. But it's good. Well, I think this has been a very valuable lesson in both Star Wars and Buddhism today. Yes. We've, we've made strides. Thank you to our <laughs> favorite Buddhists. <laughs> uh, well, that is all for and today. And favorite nerd. Yes. Thank you. Um, I think next time we're probably going to get back to The Chosen. we got to keep going in season one. Yes. Yes, we do. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.